Welcome to the Unpaved Path to 100K podcast, where we share our journeys of building our own physical therapy businesses from the ground up. We're your hosts. I'm Julia. And I'm Q. Join us as we take an unfiltered look into our struggles, triumphs, and lessons learned along the way. It's all part of the journey, and we hope to inspire you to take the leap in creating your own dream businesses. And we'll be right there to take the leap with you. Let's get started. All right. In this episode, you know, I think we've talked about how we've taken the leap of starting our own practices, but I think when I look back, there are definitely things I would have wanted to know. And so this episode is what are the prerequisites to entrepreneurship? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what is, what is the first one? What's the first one on your list, Q? I think the first one is that you're going to make mistakes. So don't be scared to make them. That doesn't mean to just blindly rush into things and make a bunch of mistakes, but just know that you're not going to have things perfect. And a large part of my success is actually that I made the right mistakes. Mm, Wait, what do you mean by the right mistakes? So there were definitely things that I put a lot of thought into And they didn't work out, but I had learned skills from doing those things. And so it actually helped me build different things out. But at the time, I couldn't see how that was going to help me. And it felt like I was wasting a bunch of time, effort, and energy. Do you have an example of that? (laughs) I'm really intrigued. So uh, an example that I'll say is originally I, I wanted to work in pelvic health. So I had spent a lot of money and resources on, let's say, business cards or trying to, to find a logo that tailored to that. And, uh, and that would be it where, yeah, I just put a lot of effort and energy into something and it didn't work out that way. And I felt at the time that I had wasted this time and effort and energy, whereas I just didn't realize that taking action, there is no downside to taking action because you're always going to learn new things, but knowing where they fit is a little bit different, right? And it's not, you're not going to know those things right away. And so let me, let me elaborate. So one thing's with, one thing with entrepreneurship and, and business ownership is, you know, coming up with content. And I didn't know this at the time, but in high school, part of me wanted to be a graphics designer. And so I took this class on, you know, how to use Photoshop and how to edit videos. And, and there's a brief period in undergrad where I was making my own YouTube videos uh, just to try and make some to see if I could get YouTube ad money. And my goal was like, could I make enough just to buy food? right? Like not enough to like live off of, not enough to like buy like a vacation or anything. It was literally, could I make enough to to get food? And I couldn't, right? Like if you really research how much people make on YouTube, it's very little unless you're constantly generating like hundreds of thousands of views regularly. And so I think you, you could look back or I could look back and say, you know what, you know, I, I did these things and I didn't really surmount to anything or, or anything come up from it. 
But now, being an entrepreneur, there is direct correlations of like, okay, can you make an Instagram post or a Facebook post? And because I had experience, that's a walk in the park. I actually didn't know that these are skills that you needed. I was just able to do them, not thinking that it was anything special. And especially with making videos or editing videos, I think that's a huge hurdle that people run into just because you're not familiar with looking at the software of looking at things as movie scenes. Whereas when you really learn to do it, and now for me, the, the process of relearning something is very quick because you know that you can already do it. Whereas when you're learning things for the first time and you're making those mistakes and you're wondering if this is the right way or if this is gonna help you move your business forward, it's very easy to kind of lose sight of those things. But in my life, when I've reflected of these hardships or things that I thought were setting me back or some of the low times in my life, really it was building on something I wasn't ready for at the time. And so for me, taking action, I don't think that there's any, ever any negative consequences to doing that. Now, when you tie financial resources to that, it's a different game. But when you are learning things, even if you don't know where they fit, the day that it does fit, you'll be thankful times a million that you actually went through those hardships of learning those steps. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. Another example I was thinking of kind of in my experience is um, all the mistakes that I've made with messaging and copywriting. So I've had to like redo my messaging, redo my copywriting, because when I was creating my online business, I had this vision of what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to get my vision across to my audience and be like, this is who I am and this is what I do. Um, and that messaging is so important because you're looking for a particular audience. So, you know, in order to find them or they find you, you have to be speaking directly to them. So working with messaging and copyright, this affects almost everything that I do because it affects the messaging that I do on Instagram. It affects my website, my sales page. When I talk to potential clients uh, or individuals that I'm mentoring, it, it affects everything. So this is something that I've like stumbled over, fallen many times, and I'm still working on, but it is something that affects so much and it's going to affect everything moving forward because communication is key. And it's interesting because humans, I mean, we learn the most by falling down. That's essentially how we learn how to walk. It's the more times that we fall down that we learn to walk, you know, faster. It's a, it's a milestone. So I think kind of looking at failure in a different way, uh, failure isn't final and really it is just a learning opportunity. So I love what you said. What's number two? Number two, and this is an important one. So we've already talked about working with coaches, but number two is don't do it alone. Mm, absolutely. And I, and I say that because I had a buddy in PT school who we actually started uh, trying to start our own practices at the same time. And I thought he would be a great accountability partner and all this stuff to keep ourselves motivated. But he was on the side of, I'll just figure this out on my own. Instead of, 
investing the money to work with someone who's already done the, the things because you're going to make the mistakes. I guarantee you, you're going to make mistakes. And how you deal with those mistakes is going to affect how you view yourself as a person and as a business owner. And so if you can find the right help first, you're going to catapult yourself way ahead of everyone who tries to figure it out on their own because they're scared of spending the money uh, without knowing that it's going to help propel them forward because they, you know, you don't have the money, but you have the sweat equity and the time. And so that's one of the most important things I can say, because when I was doing things alone, that's when I felt lost. That's when I didn't know what to do and I didn't have clear direction. And I was just grasping at things without knowing if they were going to help me or hurt me. And um, I, don't, I don't ever feel regret because those were learning experiences, just like we mentioned. Uh, but that was a mistake that I could have easily um, avoided because uh, I could have just found the people that are where I wanted to be and I could have just paid them to learn from them as opposed to you know, spending that time to make the mistakes on my own but the mistakes that I made, they weren't final, just like you said. Like there was something liberating about making decisions. But if I would have just found the right people to learn from, I would be at a better place than where I'm at right now. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think that outside perspective that other people can bring, where they're looking at your business or what you're trying to do from a different standpoint, that can pour in a lot of wisdom. Uh, into you know what you're trying to achieve and that outside perspective can be so valuable and I was just thinking something that we've talked about in the past is you know sometimes sometimes you want to try things on your own and even if they result in failure you want to try to see if you can create something uh, in your own way and this is something that I've kind of like uh, had to come to terms with because I know where the resources are. Like I, I know what coaching is available. I know that there are particular coaches out there that could definitely pour into my vision and my mission and make my business so much better. But I, I kind of want to like try a few things on my own. And if I fail, I want to learn from that failure, but I want to venture in kind of on my own terms and be like, I have this idea, maybe it won't work, but I want to give it a try. And if it fails, well, then I know who to, who to reach out to, who can like extend a hand and lift me back up when I need that help. So, so I think there's uh, like, definitely you need to have people in your corner who can support you, but it doesn't mean that you have to listen to everything they say and that, you know, their, their directives are law. Like you need to have that creativity and that space to try things your own way, because people that change the world are the ones that were crazy enough to try something new. So that's just kind of a thought on that. I know we've talked about that before. <laughs> yeah, that's my Taurus nature coming out. I'm just stubborn. I'm like, I want to fail on my own. Thank you. And then I'll ask for help. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you need. Okay, number three on this list. Mm. And this is a big one. <clears throat> Don't compare yourself to anyself to anyone else. Ooh, definitely. Their, their success 
isn't your success and your success isn't their success. I think, especially when you're starting, you're going to see other people doing what you are doing at a much faster pace. And you're going to feel possibly inadequate or maybe the imposter syndrome kicks in because there's people who are maybe just like you. Maybe they're your age. Maybe they're, you know, went to the same PT program. Maybe they're even younger than you. And when you see them excel at a pace that's faster than you are, it's very easy to feel like you're inadequate. And that is one of the biggest mistakes that anyone can make. And it's because hopefully you're not building their dreams. So you shouldn't compare yourself to them. And especially if you get negative comments from people who aren't even doing what you're doing, it's very easy to, to feel those negative uh, emotions, but they're not doing what you want to be doing. So why do you validate what they're saying or, or, or put so much weight into what they're saying when they have literally no authority in saying anything that is going to be valuable to where you're going to want to go? And so uh, that's all I would like to say. I think early on, it was very easy for me to compare myself to different people who were starting their own practices, maybe seeing success uh, in their own ways and feeling like I needed that. When I have my own purpose and once I developed my own vision of where I wanted to be with my own practice and what I wanted to accomplish, then... I stopped looking around for what other people were doing. And I, I realized like, I have everything that I need to be successful. How do I let that show? And so once I stopped looking around, I could just focus on the things that I wanted to accomplish for myself and building out the vision that I had, things moved a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And I think an important question that entrepreneurs need to ask themselves is what is your definition of success? Because you can look at what other people are doing and their definition of success is probably going to be different than yours. Uh, there are a lot of entrepreneurs that love crunching the numbers. They're very numbers oriented and they love to like shop talk numbers all the time. And like, you have to have your freedom number and you know, like you need to know how many times people are clicking on things and what your conversion rate is on in the online world. And I just, I don't get off on numbers. I, you know, the numbers will follow. That's kind of my mindset. I just want to be passionate about what I, what I'm doing and my definition of success. is not really related to what the numbers are showing me. It's essentially how I feel. And do I feel aligned in my vision? Do I feel passionate about what I'm doing? Every time I put energy out, do I feel like that energy is being returned to me? And am I moving towards the lifestyle that I want to live a lifestyle that's full of freedom and uh, creativity and the space to, to serve people the way that I that I believe that they deserve to be served. So one of the questions initially, if you're considering entrepreneurship, really think about what your definition of success is, because that will essentially help you figure out what your path is moving forward. And I just wanted to add to that, that at the point where we are in our own businesses, I think it's, it's okay to not really dig into the numbers because yeah, we're, we're trying to find your passion and our purposes. And, and that's the top priority right now. 
But in the <laughs> short future, I know that numbers are going to be important. And so the earlier you can, you can get into the numbers, I think it's just like anything else where like, and I'm, I'm, I'm one of them. Like I have friends who have helped me with budgeting and it is a chore for me to, <laughs> to sit there and just punch in these numbers. Like it doesn't get me on fire and, and motivate me to want to be better. But I know that it's important in, in any business. I don't think there's any business that's successful where they're always saying, you know, we don't know our numbers, right? Like, mm -hmm. and so for me, I'm learning that now. So I would say up until this point, it's definitely been purpose-driven, passion-driven. Uh, but I'm at the point in business where, okay, things are getting complicated and I'm not very organized. And so if I can organize the numbers, I'll at least know where things are going. And it'll actually help me guide with the decisions that I can make. Uh, something I was told is, you know, no one enjoys budgeting. No one just enjoys looking at numbers. But when you get to a point where you need to make a decision, knowing the numbers is going to help influence that decision. And so right now, I'm going through the struggle of learning the numbers. But I know that in the future, I will look at these numbers and they won't be filled with this like me dragging my feet and like forcing myself to learn it. I know that like if I put in the work now in the future, I'm going to look at these numbers and they're going to mean something different. And so uh, just to reiterate, like, yeah, business ownership is personal development. And so at some point you're going to become the person that values the numbers. And so just know that that is going to eventually happen. And so the earlier you can, wrestle with that and become that person the easier it will be and on top of that it will help you make smarter decisions with your business yeah I'm super glad that you talked about that the numbers are important um, absolutely because if you're running a business you got to know your numbers and especially if you're inviting people into your business like having employees or business partners uh, you know, if you're potentially going to work with someone who doesn't know the ins and outs of their business and doesn't know their numbers, then that's a red flag. Um, and just like you were saying, Q, like, essentially, it's this process of becoming, becoming the person who, who can take their business to the next level. And uh, I guess this just kind of shows like where we are, like, I know you're starting to dive into numbers. And I'm just here, like, you know, when people, when my coaches are like, all right, how many, you know, what's your conversion rate, your conversion factor? I'm like, well, you know, I have 10 people in my course and I'm pretty excited about that. So th that's that, you know, um, but I know definitely next year, because I'm looking to start a brick and mortar, those numbers are going to be vital. And I'm going to go through that process of really taking a deep dive and learning to love the numbers. Yeah, and I just want to mention one more thing about the numbers is they're just numbers, mm -hmm. right? I think it's very easy to place your own self-worth because of the numbers. And Absolutely. so that is not something that should happen. It should, if, if you, let's say, have a low number where you want a higher number uh, with, let's say, revenue, that if you have low revenue, that shouldn't be a 
a mark of like who you are. All that means is you need to refine some stuff and move forward. And so with myself, I know I've been in a position where it's like, okay, I only made X amount this month. That wasn't very much. Does that mean that I'm doing it wrong or I'm not meant to do this? Uh, I could, my mindset was very easily influenced in that direction. And I was able to overcome that. And I realized that, yeah, like the purpose and my passion and the reason why I'm doing that is way more important than the numbers. But the numbers are going to help guide in the decision-making process, uh, especially like you said, like if you're bringing on employees, if you're working with different individuals, you have to know the numbers. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, just wanted to mention that, that they are important, but don't have your, your own self-worth. Self yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't let your self-worth be solely tied to the numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, interpreting what those numbers mean is so important, not tying it to your self-worth. And that's where coaches can come in because they can help interpret what those numbers mean and kind of release you from that personal responsibility or that sense of self-worth that you feel towards the numbers. Man, that's, that's a lot of number talk. That was. All right. What's our the next ne number? Yeah. The next thing, number four on the prereqs is... You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So surround yourself with people who will push yourself to become better. And I say this because when you first take that leap into business ownership or entrepreneurship, you're doing that alone. And so the people you're surrounded with are not business owners, are not entrepreneurs. And so the conversations you're having are very different. And so for me, and this is no fault to anyone, but, you know, I'm a rock climber and I hang around my friends and a lot of my friends are, are very successful in their own fields, but they're just not business owners. And so, you know, a lot of times, and they don't do this on purpose. And it's not just my friends. Sometimes it's my family and relatives. They kind of project their fears of, you know, are you sure about this? because of maybe their own experiences. And I'll say that, you know, we were in the same mastermind in the summer and that's how we met. And there's, it was eye-opening and helped with my own personal development and business owner ownership development because you, I just surrounded myself with people who weren't thinking about doing it or questioning doing it. They were already doing it. So the conversations that we were having on our coaching calls weren't about like, are you sure about this? Um, is this really going to work? It was, okay, if that's what you're going to do, how are we going to do it? Mm -hmm. and, and so I just know that I, I kept running in different directions and going through this mastermind. They were helping me reorganize my thoughts of being like, okay, this is possible but this is what you're going to have to do. Or have you thought about this and how to do it? It wasn't a question of, is it going to work? Mm -hmm. And when you surround yourself with other business owners who are in the same field or in the same place, they're going to help you get to where you want to go. And so I had never been in a mastermind program or a, a coaching program. But what I learned is there's coaches or people who are at your same level. There's people who want 
are at the level where you want to be. And then there's people who want to be where you're at. And so when you open up a community of just those people, you grow as long as you're open to it, as long as you take the action and you don't get stuck in like research, which I tend to get stuck in. Then when you take action, you learn things and then you run into problems and then they help you uh, overcome those problems or obstacles. And so, you know, I don't, I don't say anything negative about my friends, but they're just not business owners. And so if you surround yourself with more business-minded people, your business will move forward. I agree. Absolutely. And I experienced the same thing in my journey as well. I mean, many of the things that I've done this summer, I've been thinking about doing for the past three years. And the reason I was always so scared to take the leap is because I didn't, I just need someone to tell me that I had permission to actually try and make my dreams a reality. And I needed someone to help validate these ideas that I, that I had and someone to tell me that it was possible. And that's exactly what I found within the summer mastermind where we met up um, and the growth that, that I see in your journey, Q and in mine, I mean, it's, it's huge just from what we experienced over the summer, being in a community and being surrounded by people who poured, who poured water on the fires of our fears and, you know, sparked the passions of our dreams instead like poured gasoline all over, you know, the sparks that, that made all the difference. And on that note, the last prereq is, and this is the most important, get the right help first. Mm. What do you mean by that? So it's very easy, let's say for me, to see a bunch of things that I think will be beneficial. But you only have a finite resource of time, even though it's a human construct right? Yeah. (laughs) And so if you find the right help first, then they're going to be able to guide you over mistakes you're going to make on your own. And I guarantee you, if you do it alone, you're going to make mistakes. Whereas if you find the right people to work with that can guide you, then they'll help you overcome or or miss and avoid these pitfalls that you're inevitably going to run into. For example, Did you know that once you start a business and you post it on Yelp, they are going to contact you relentlessly to try to get you to sign up with their Yelp ads or whatever, to push you at the top of the list. And how you answer that phone call dictates how well you're gonna perform on their site. And I had no idea that this was a thing. And so, Uh, I was working with a coach at the time who said, hey, by the way, you don't want to just say no to the Yelp phone calls because they're going to put you in this bucket that will ultimately blackball you where they're going to take away some of your reviews and they're going to make sure that you're not on the upper half of uh, whenever people for me search for physical therapy. And I had no idea about that. And so I was working with a coach who was able to guide me through, hey, if you get called by Yelp, make sure you don't just say no. And uh, long story short, if Yelp ever ever calls you because you posted business stuff on Yelp, all you have to do is say, you know what? I'm not ready to make that investment right now. 
Um, but if you could call me back in six months and maybe I'll be in a better position to move forward. And, and that doesn't put you into the black ball bucket. It puts you on the maybe bucket. And so they're going to reach out to you again. And when they reach out again, you just say the same thing. Hey, I'm not at a place right now where I can afford that. But hopefully in six months, hopefully my business has gained enough traction where I'll be able to do those things. And, uh, and so I learned that and I didn't have to make that mistake or, you know, how to answer phone calls, things like that. So make sure you just get the right help first. And that goes with anything, not just entrepreneurship. It does affect entrepreneurship, but let's say for me, if you've been listening to this podcast, I actually had to get four knee surgeries to the same knee uh, because I just thought that the first uh, physician that I went to had my best interest in mind. And, you know, maybe he did, but it didn't work. And so I, I just kind of went with the first person that I saw and I didn't do the research of finding the right help. And so had I found the right help first, I would have likely avoided at least three knee surgeries. And so with everything that you do, if it's a big decision, make sure you find the right help first. Hmm. Holy business breadcrumbs with the Yelp ads. I had no idea taking notes right now. (laughs) If they ever call me, I know what to say now. I have my script laid out. (laughs) But yeah, I totally agree. Finding the right help first. And that essentially, that is the premise that I built my online business on because when I was getting into the world of pelvic health, I was looking for a path and I was looking for the right help. I didn't know what education to seek, what resources to look for. I was desperate for mentorship, didn't know where to find it. And I was coming from a place where most of my life I had been a student. And when you're a student, your path is completely marked out for you. It's like, all right, if you want to get from point A to point B, everything's broken down into semesters or trimesters, take these classes, take these tests. And then on the other side, you will achieve your goal. You will be happy. And when I got out of PT school, there was no longer a path. Um, And essentially with pelvic health Kickstarters, it was my desire to create a path for individuals who wanted to find the right help, who wanted to find access for education and resources and mentorship. Um, So I totally agree. That was something that I was searching for in my life. And when I finally found it, it made all the difference, finding that right help so that I didn't have to wander around kind of lost in the world of pelvic health. And then I was able to create a path for others so that they would not have to wander around completely lost uh, in that world. So I agree. So, wow. So five prereqs to entrepreneurship. Should we go over those again real quick? What were the five? Our five prereqs to entrepreneurship are one, you're going to make mistakes. So don't be scared to make them, but make the right mistakes. So don't just blindly do stuff, find the right people to work with, but don't be scared to make mistakes. Number two, don't do it alone. I think that when I was alone, I was lost, confused, didn't really know what to do next. But if you can find the right people to surround yourself with uh, so that they can help, you'll be in a much better place. Part of us starting this podcast was the, the simple premise of, if you wanna go fast, go alone, but if you wanna go far, go together. Number three, 
is don't compare yourself to anyone else. Their success isn't your success and your success isn't their success. Don't fall into the trap of feeling inadequate because somebody else is doing something. Find what is successful for yourself and stay focused on that. Number four is you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So surround yourself with people who are going to push yourself to become better. That goes with coaches, that goes with friends, that goes with family, that goes with any relationship. But find the five people who are going to push yourself. And sometimes that means letting go of certain relationships. So don't be scared to do that. And that could be tough to do. But that will have a huge impact of not only who you are, but also who you become. And then the last prereq is get the right help first. Uh, and that goes with finding the right coaches. So the same thing. But don't stumble and do things because you feel like you know the right way. Uh, you definitely don't if you're doing it alone. So if you can find the right help first, that will set you up to go further in a faster amount of time than you could have ever done by doing it the wrong way. Perfect. And so those are our five. We'd love to know what y'all thought about our five. If you have anything to add to our list, we would love to know them. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Unpaved Path to 100K podcast. We'd love to hear about your healthcare business journeys, listen to your struggles, and celebrate your wins. Send us a message at unpavedpathpodcast at gmail.com. Interested in learning more about pelvic health or rock climbing rehab? Find us in our Facebook groups. You can connect with me, Julia, at Pelvic Health Kickstarters. And if you want to connect with me, too, you can find me at Injury Prevention for Climbers. If you love this podcast, make sure you subscribe and share it with other aspiring healthcare business owners. See you next time.